Hey y'all, let's talk about making your week a whole lot easier with Factor. Picture this, gourmet meals, dietitian approved, delivered straight to your door. No fuss, no hassle, just deliciousness waiting for you. Whether you're keto, calorie smart, vegan, or anything in between, Factor has over 35 options a week to choose from. And the best part is they're ready to eat in just minutes. But it's not just meals. Think snacks, smoothies, and all the good stuff in between. Plus, it's budget-friendly, way cheaper than your typical takeout, and way healthier too. Let's just say Factor gets you. It's perfect for our busy lives, offering flexibility with 6 to 18 meals a week. And don't worry, if you need a pause or reschedule, they got you. And let's talk about cleanup. With Factor, there's none. Meals come ready to heat and eat. So say goodbye to cooking and cleaning. So ready to simplify your life? Well, go ahead and head to factormeals.com slash blackgirlflow50 and use our code blackgirlflow50 to get 50% off. That's code blackgirlflow50 at factormeals.com slash blackgirlflow50 to get 50% off. Welcome to the Black Girl Flow Podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old Black girls working every day to be in flow. And we want you along this journey with us. Liv and I have dedicated this podcast to creating space for Black women to flow freely in life, love, and identity. Y'all know the vibes, which is why we're super excited to bring you all this series dedicated to flow. In this series, we will take a deeper dive into the nuances of living a life in flow. Asking questions like, what does it mean to be in flow? How do we cultivate flow within ourselves? And what are the tools that can help us do that? During this, we will unpack all of that with the hopes that we find alignment and deeper purpose. Y'all know that when we can achieve flow by centering ourselves and our well-being, then we can truly accomplish anything. And we hope that we build a community that wants to find their flow. We hope y'all enjoy. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Black Girl Flow podcast. We are so thrilled that you are joining us for yet another episode per usual. We hope that you guys are recharging, spending good quality time with your loved ones during this holiday season, and also feeling energized as we are entering Capricorn season, my favorite season of them all. Boom, 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 boom. We waited all year just to get to Capricorn season. <laughs> Yo, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like. Mm, it's time to level up. I hope that everyone feels that it's energy. It's time but... to eat, baby girl. <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell if like that's just the energy of the world right now pushing me in that direction or if that's just like the general energy that everyone feels during Capricorn season. Maybe not. I think that's the unique experience of a Capricorn. Mm. That's mm. just my general sense. But you know, what yeah. do I know by I don't have a lot of Capricorns in my life. <laughs> 
with you guys since all of the sarcasm. Lexi <laughs> is a fellow Capricorn lover. And I am. Um, I am such a sucker for y'all. And there's very few signs that I'm like knee deep into y'all psyche and all of the intricacies. So I love celebrating y'all. But it's, Cheers to all the caps. It's so crazy though, because like kind of similar to how I was discussing that I was getting into more Eastern astrology and mm -hmm. stuff. Like I tend to attract a lot of Sages in my life and in sidereal astrology, I'm a Sage in sidereal astrology. You're a Capricorn and you attract a lot of Capricorns. So maybe there's like a little bit and of it's a trend. Interesting. I, I see what you mean when you say that, but it's interesting that the people we would be attracting probably wouldn't even be that sign in any ways exactly yeah and i think that's where it like if we go back to that movie everywhere everywhere all, everything everywhere all at once it kind of breaks the metaverse in my head if i can't right. comprehend that so i agree with you and i'm still confused by the mm. physics of it all well, how are you doing pulse check wise? Like, how are we feeling as we enter this episode? It's so interesting. I'm like, okay, things have been like mid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just giving mid. Y'all, when I tell you my, my workplace almost broke me. Like this was a doozy. I'm, I'm still... I'm still kind of reevaluating and I think it almost it almost took my holly jolly spirit for me where I'm seriously like, yes I'm so ready to be on break I was telling Liv before this where I'm I'm like there's nothing left to give like I <laughs> am at ground zero and people are really trying to do work until the very last minute and I'm I'm just like there's nothing left. There's nothing left. There's nothing yeah. left. So that took a little bit. And it's so interesting how your environment really can affect that. But now I'm just trying to hold on to every little incy weensy part of the holidays. But I've seen a lot of content talking about this feels like the least Christmassy season. And I get it, but I don't get it because it feels like the holidays. But I feel like I'm not experiencing the holidays. Like I know, but it doesn't feel like it. And so I'm waiting for that moment that it like all collides. And I think the week that we have from Christmas to New Year's when like everybody's off will be really good. So mid, just mid, it's giving mid. Do you think that it's just like we're growing up though? Don't say that. Okay. All right. <laughs> I take it back. I don't think so. Because okay. what is that? What is that? I mean, it's just like when you start getting older and then the holidays don't feel like they're for you anymore. Like I feel you have to be very intentional about doing very holiday-esque things. Everything is for me, okay? Okay, I, period. I, I can't. I cannot even entertain that idea because what is being a grown-up? I still feel like a child. So this is still for me. Okay. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with the holiday girlies. No, but if that sounds like denial, then maybe it is. But we'll address that in 2023. <laughs> no, I do feel like by the time Q4 comes, like there's just no more fucks to give. Like, I'll just go ahead and say it. And I'm sorry, like the Slack messages are going to get responded to like three hours afterwards. Like, oh, I'm just, yeah, I'm like <laughs> asking for water in a desert, like just... <laughs> 
just lying on the ground. Um, so I totally feel you. That pulse check yeah. was very relatable. I, I how, feel a, how are you? I feel a very like similar energy. Um, luckily, since it's like my birthday week, like I did make it a point to take off. So I'm hoping to rest and um, just relax and spend time with the people that I love. Um, you know, so much has happened since coming to Atlanta. Got my IUD out. Your girl got a new job, you know, hey. like went on a date. Like, I'm like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Like December is treating me well so far. And I think when it comes to things that I've worked very hard for in my life, yeah. sometimes when they come, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I deserve this. And I don't mm-hmm. like take even a beat to like sit with the fact that I've worked hard for it because it's like, yeah when it just comes, it's like, of course, I, of course it's coming now because I've been working at it for so long, but <laughs> and I'm it's trying so to interesting because you would stop me in my tracks being like, this is such a big deal for like major life of things that I accomplished. Yeah. So to hear you say that you don't do that for yourself shocks me. Cause I'm thinking about all the work that you have put in. And I'm like, this is the girl who will celebrate somebody else's accomplishment but not her own what oh my god twins uh, <laughs> <laughs> not as having a twin moment no but uh I'm trying to I'm trying to find space to sit in some of the things that I've worked hard for and even for the people that like are just like trudging through and are just like we're about to end this year strong like we're still here just give yourself a little pat on the back because oh, 22 like has that. been a journey um, to say the least. And I think that's all that I can say <laughs> to keep it real light and positive. I do love that though. I hope everybody listening right now really thinks about one thing that they're happy they accomplished or they're proud of, or they saw somebody else's globe. And I will say I, so I had a not great week. I think it was last week and I didn't really tell anybody about it. Cause I was still trying to process it. And then Olivia shared the great news that she got a job and I texted my boyfriend and I told him, I said, wow, I feel like I've achieved such an incredible thing when my friend's success makes my bad day better. And, and I didn't say that to Olivia cause I was just so happy for her, but I was like, wow, like I genuinely, it helped me kind of get out of my funk. Cause I was like, it's cool. Cause if the tribes went in, like we're winning, like you can't take us down. And so I really hope everybody's taking a second, like tossing up just a quick reflection for somebody else who got a win or just a win that you got. Cause I think you're right, Liv, keep it simple. And we deserve to pat ourselves on the back for just, just a quick second. Damn, you about to make me cry in the club. <laughs> That's so yeah. sweet. I'm so grateful for you and like the community. Like, wow, I wouldn't have it any other way. Any other way. And it really, it takes work to get to that place because, yeah. you know, most of the time your, our knee-jerk reaction is to be like, ugh, whatever. But I was just so elated. I felt like a mother. I was like, my baby, my baby. I know, and win. it's so funny because I gave you a shout out to I was like, shout out to Lexi because she was there for me like throughout the entire job hunt yeah. situation. It, it's been a journey, y'all. So yeah, we up so in I, 2023, y'all. Blessed up. 
it's for real, for real. But this lends us perfectly into our episode because as we are talking about how this year is ending, and I'm so happy it teed up and landed the way that it did in this flow series because we get to spend this episode really just talking about the practice and the doing of cultivating more flow into our lives. And I think it's great when we can talk about all these kind of high level mindsets and concepts and theories but in reality we want to be able to have practical takeaways that we can start to integrate into our day-to-day that's what makes the bgf community so unique because we're we're insistent that we get the tools to each other because if we can't get that then we're gonna be doing the same thing we've been doing and that's not cute so now that we've kind of explored what flow is started talking about how we can recognize the feelings of flow, we're going to spend a lot of the time today just walking through different types of practices that you can institute in your own life to try and actually cultivate flow for yourself. Um, And that's going to look like a lot of different things. So we're just going to kind of rapid fire tossing out some of those ways that we can enter into that state and recharge and take care of ourselves. So I'm really excited about this. I don't know how you feel, Liv, about which part of the Flow series has been your favorite and going into this episode. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very excited because I think a lot of the community is also on like their spiritual awakening journey. I think a lot of us talk, or we, we spend a lot of time talking about how to align with our future selves. So I think that this has been a really dope series to one like end the year with, but also like have in mind going into the new year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we'll break it down a little bit because we'll bring back some of the concepts we talked about in the beginning series, which was the four stages of flow. And so we can now take those four stages and say, what are the actual tangible things we should do to get through those stages? Cause it's not just so brief recap, there's technically the four stages of flow, which is the struggle phase, the release phase, the flow state, and then the recovery phase. And that feels very cyclical. And so you can go back to the first episode of the flow series to dive deeper into that. But we want to just talk about what are some of the, and I really think it's important because some of these phases go against what our culture's like norm is. Right, And so we have to be very intentional in our practice around flow because stepping into struggle or making time for rest is not what we're told to do in our day to day. Right. It's not promoted. Exactly. So we have to really acknowledge that this is what we want to cultivate, knowing that we're going to have to do things that feel outside of the norm in our society, which I think women are cool with. Right. I think, you know, we hear that when you're feeling like resistance, like that's actually the area in your life you need to lean into. So it's not a surprise to me that struggle was like the first stage of becoming in flow. I think about like my movement journey and how sometimes you just don't feel like working out. You don't feel like sweating. Like I'm just very much so that type of person where if I could just wake up looking snatched, like I would take that pill. But um, when you actually discipline yourself to 
like go to the gym or go on a run, go on a walk, like you always end up feeling so much better afterwards. And so I think that's a great example of kind of like the struggling and then also, you know, just kind of releasing that energy. Like I feel like in movement, you see all four stages of flow come together. Exactly. And there's some part of this that I still haven't really wrapped my mind around. And I'm sure maybe and I, other people are thinking about this, but how the soft life fits in all of this. Mm. Because I also struggle with the struggle phase because I'm so depleted most of the time. The idea of stepping into some of the crunchiest moments of my day or my life, or like you said, the places that you have the most resistance actively spending time investing energy into that sometimes i'm like i'm too cute like i'm too cute to be doing this i don't really want to do the shadow work today i don't want to acknowledge for me it's procrastination like i procrastinate like crazy for things that directly impact me i won't procrastinate for somebody else like if olivia needs me to pick up something i'm gonna go do it right then and there but if i have to go pick up something for myself i'm like like wait till next week to pick it up. And I'm like, why do I do that? And so sometimes I struggle when I'm like seeing this idea of the soft life and going, you know, not fighting or going against the grain versus I'm like, sometimes we do need to struggle. And sometimes I can't aid all of my tendencies because they might not be to my advantage. And what does it look like to struggle against my own sense of procrastination? What does it mean to release all of that anxiety that's associated with doing a task? How do I minimize the distractions and all of the noise that happens that's around that anxiety in order to achieve that task and get it done at a higher level of consciousness? And then rest, do the resting that I thought I was doing by procrastinating, but in reality was just delaying all of that process. And so that's one example of where I see the practice of flow showing up where I'm like, wow, I can actually engage in the doing of flow in a little example, like how I'm choosing to interact with my life versus it being super meta. So I don't know yeah. if you you know what you think about that. That's it's so interesting that you put it that way because sometimes I think where our generation gets like the soft life misconstrued is that I think that you can still have grit and still be in your soft girl era. Mm. Like as we love both and yeah like The soft life is sometimes depicted as a very, I guess, like hedonistic, like view of, oh, wow, like I'm the one person that gets to live and deserves this very beautiful life. And I'm going to rest and not give in to the patriarchy and all all of these things. But like, I think what makes community great is when we're able to benefit one another one, but then also when we're able to achieve great things. And I feel like when you achieve great things, you have to have a certain amount of grit in order to persevere the storm. Mm-hmm. And um, I think when it comes to the way that I've processed living in my soft girl, girl era, while also like being in flow, it's like you have to take time off to figure out how you can balance balance because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not sure if it's even balanced but more so like live in harmony 
Cause obviously yeah. you're never going to like balance life and like, you're going to have to figure out a different way of going about like your routines yeah. and schedules and stuff like that. But I feel like for me, it takes me a really long time to process or to even like come back to my level one. And I've had to do a lot of um, research and also just like meditating on how I can create sustainable systems. And I think that's the part about flow. That's like cool. It's like, how can we create a sustainable system around being in our soft girl era, but also being in our girl boss era so that we're also like, you know, benefiting the community. Every time we talk about this, cause I think we often come back to all of these dynamics it always reminds me, I'm like, oh, it's that earth trap energy we always talk about. Like right. it's that we're cultivating flow, but also come correct. Cause we exactly. will get our work done still. So thank you for that reminder. Cause I needed that. I was like, oh yeah, we know what that is. We know what that harmony and peace and, you know, flow in our life looks like and feels like, and we still gotta be about our business and creating sustainable systems, which means we got to be doing work to build those systems for ourselves and for the people in our community. So thank you for that reminder. That's exactly what it is. In 2023, I just would love, and I feel like each time we talk about this, I'm like, can we leave the picture-esque, like, like, I'm so tired of it looking one way. And I Mm. love how people showcase their journey. It's like, I want you guys to showcase pictures, but also like, why am I seeing the same picture all the time? And I do a lot of research into like the future of content creation and just like how art has kind of turned into content and like figuring out the balance Mm -hmm. between it all. Um, And there's this prediction. I think I've actually heard someone on TikTok mention it, but I've been seeing this prediction where content creators will go through uh, seasons of creating. And Mm -hmm. I think that will be so much better for the creative community because we won't constantly be expected to appease an algorithm. Like we'll Mm -hmm. go through like a summer of being like, okay, this is the content that you're going to see. And then, you know, fall, maybe a little bit less and then winter nothing. And then Mm -hmm. maybe in spring and then maybe back in summer, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. if, if we figured out more ways to integrate that into uh, school systems, into like institutions, we would f- be less burnt out and we would be less concerned mm-hmm. about like needing to do brain numbing things because, mm-hmm. because we'd feel more energized. I just don't think society's built like that, but I think the more that we continue to talk about it. But you're also right because what we know from the flow stage is that if we can manage that energy and channel it for certain peak times, absolutely products of that are going to surpass any of the, you know, half baked ideas we had when we were depleted or what happens is we just cycle content because that's what everybody's doing and seeing. And it's easier to do that than to spend the time and energy that it would take to go through all of these stages to let ideas and innovation and creativity emerge naturally. So I right. think you're right in the sense of we would get better content, more innovation, more creativity, more art if we had these sustainable ecosystems. And maybe there should be a push for something that breaks through that algorithm 
which goes back to the personhood, which goes back to the people that the content is even for. It's not, it shouldn't be for the machine. It should be for the people on the other end of it. Right. And, and if we don't recognize how powerful that shift could be on a meta scale, then how are we ever going to do it for ourselves in the day to day? So yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, everything you said. I mean, I love this conversation because I was talking to a friend recently um, about how she, she was explaining to me how the best artists are able to create because like they know themselves. And so like you have to know yourself mm. in order to create. And I feel like in order to be in flow, like it's a similar thing. Like you have to know yourself. You have to know your values. You have to know like mm -hmm. what you are about in order for you to reach that state because again if you're looking at that girl trends or soft girl trends you're gonna think oh my state and you're like taking it and like thinking that that method of life is going to work for you by drinking green smoothies and going on hot girl walks and mm -hmm. signing up for an expensive like pilates membership you're mm -hmm. going to like adopt those things because you're trying to achieve a certain level of you're trying to achieve a certain look and you have to take time away from the madness in order to decipher what it looks like for you because it's going to look different for everyone and I think when we talk about redirecting energy I've kind of opened up about my own struggle with anxiety as of late and like I think I have high functioning anxiety and what I've been doing to myself I've been talking to myself like very gently and I've been like okay anxiety is just energy like bottled mm -hmm. up like how can I redirect this and I think that's why mm -hmm. we talk about journaling we talk about talking it out because you're redirecting that mm -hmm. energy and so I totally like resonate with what you're saying of like okay how can we it's all about directing energy and it's all about being in flow and what you said of the importance of people knowing themselves as we get to the end of the year I hope people take some of these instructions and spend that time because when you minimize distractions and you sit down and you focus on something and you focus on a task like writing out your goals, that inherently is going to be a reflection of your values, of where you spend your time. That is doing the work of figuring out who you are. And if your goal is to drink green smoothies and Pilates and you write it down and you're like, this doesn't even sound right. You really are on a journey of trying to figure out who you are. And yeah. so just doing those little tasks, but it does take the intentionality of not rushing through something, you know, mm. not just making up whatever comes being honest and being still. You know, I remember listening to a um, podcast, and I think I mentioned this before, with Stephen Colbert and Oprah, and he said it the first time, and I've hung on to it forever. It's just that in stillness comes revelation, and it's the struggle to even get to that stillness, but I hope people do spend time with that question that you asked of if we want to get back to ourselves, and then we want to support that core self that we are to get to flow then do the work, make, you know, take on the task to sit with yourself and write those goals out, to write those values out. You know, we make a joke in the workplace, like show me your budget and I'll tell you about yourself. And it's like, yeah, let me see those goals. Like, let's y'all, like, let's be about that and see how our life shifts and the energy that we have shift 
if we commit to ourselves in that way. And that gets me excited if a group of people start to do that and emulate what's possible, not going along uh, with the grain, you know, yeah. but creating a whole nother, you know, what feels like a galaxy, but it's really just black women's time metaverse. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's super like crazy that, um, that quote that you just said, because when I think about the times when I was still, I feel like that's the, those are the times I kind of beat myself up about being stagnant, but like in reality, they prepared me for like the next thing. So like the year that I made my clothing line, like I was, I was feeling like super stagnant the year that we were kind of forced into like the pandemic and everything. And like, we were struggling with the podcast. That's when like black girl flow kind of was created as well. So it's important to, again, like be gentle and patient with yourself, even if you're feeling like, oh, I'm just not in that space. I'm not in the right, like, I'm not in the right, like, I don't know, phase of life. Like you are like, you're, you're exactly where you need to be. And we'll say that till we're blue in the face. Cause like we've <laughs> experienced it. And it's funny. Cause in order to figure out who you are, Lexi always likes to say that I'm a big, um, round two type of girl like (laughs) I love around you and sometimes it's like there are people that are able to obviously look at fire and see that it's like something that you shouldn't touch and there are people like me (laughs) that like will probably need to touch the fire like twice just to make sure (laughs) that it's that it's not so and I've learned a lot about myself through having to experience things so don't feel you know bad for having to try it maybe once or twice to know like who you are <laughs> at all at whatever cost it comes yeah. well I'm super excited and I hope that this sparks for everybody to spend some time with themselves using any of these tools that sound interesting or just even I think I said this last two episodes too even if it just sparks a curiosity around the concept of flow even further we see this truly as an avenue to achieve your higher self and to cultivate community that can sustain that version of ourselves. Right, absolutely. even though people say it's a lonely road at the top and blah, 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 like, no. I want for my sisters what I want for myself and we all going, we all catching this win. And as much as I know 2023 has so much in store for us, I'm excited that we're ending 2022 in this way with the people that we are so i'm rocking heavy with y'all i loved this series and i hope everybody else took a lot away from it too oh my gosh we love you guys so 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 much and i think that's all that we have for today's episode so with like always peace love and blessings and we will see you guys next time bye Bye, y'all all right that wraps up our episode this week We'd really appreciate if y'all could rate us on Apple and Spotify as it really helps grow our BGF tribe and support our podcast. As always, the conversation continues on Instagram and TikTok. So connect with us there if you want to join in on all the kikis. With that said, we will see y'all next time. Rest well, folks.